are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Marcus Mosier. He is Landon McCool, and we are Locked On Cowboys. We are previewing the Cowboys Week 10 matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good. It's Friday. I'm excited to wash away the Denver stink uh, off of me and, and hopefully moving forward with this, this Atlanta team and uh, you know getting back to uh, the normal winning ways. Yeah, but before we preview that game, Landon, we got to talk about some, some rough news out of Dallas. Uh, mm-hmm. This happened, I think it was yesterday afternoon. Uh, the Cowboys announced that Randy Gregory had a calf injury that he injured in practice. Um, and he's going to be on the injured reserve list, which means he's going to miss at least the next three games. It stands the reason that he'll probably miss the next four. The Cowboys will play four games in 18 days starting on Sunday, which is absolutely ridiculous if you ask me to play that many games in that short of time, but that's besides the point. So how big of a loss is it for Dallas to not have Randy Gregory, not only this week, but against the Chiefs and the Raiders? I mean, it's not great. It's, you know, obviously they were already thin at the position, and Randy Gregory is one of the better players on this defense uh, that they were relying on to kind of dictate game plans, and, and you know, he was having some success. I don't know that he played so great in the last few games necessarily, but I, I think, you know, he's still he – get, he garners a lot of attention, and, and he Well, he definitely... played great in the Minnesota game. The Minnesota yeah, that's game, true. Really the Minnesota good. game he did specifically play yeah. great. But, but uh, yeah, I think you know, he, he kind of was okay last week. Um, and I think that, you know, I'm wondering if he actually may have had some of the issue previously and then it just Possibly. kind of got worse. So well, remember, uh, he's yeah. been dealing with a knee injury, too. And you yeah, just, I mean, I'm not saying those things are connected, but you never know. Like whenever they can be and they, they often are be. whenever you're dealing yeah. with just lower leg injuries, these kind of things happen. So it, it sounds like, Landon, there's a chance that the next time we see Randy Gregory will be the next time we see Demarcus Lawrence. Right. Which I think is I. I've been kind of hearing that, that they're targeting that next game against Washington, which I think is week 15-ish, which is like December yeah. 9th or something like that. That yeah. seems like when we'll probably see both those guys back on the field. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, that's uh, those are critical games down the stretch that the Cowboys need to win. They're all in, uh, mostly all NFC games uh, against either NFC East opponents or, you know, the Cardinals case, a team that you would – you know, be playing for and vying for, uh, you know, top seeding in the NFC against. Yeah. Or the Cardinals who you'll probably play in the first round of the playoffs in about, you know, three weeks after that game. Maybe just saying, too. just yeah. Saying. Um, all right. A couple other injury news before things, before we get to the, uh, the game, the Cowboys are going to pl- take on, or excuse me, the Cowboys are going to use uh, Terrence Steele at left tackle this week. Tyron Smith seems like he's still going to be out with some bone spurs. Uh, he did not practice on Wednesday and Thursday. Doesn't sound like he's practicing on Saturday. Do you expect Terrence Steele to be better this week? I do. I, I do think that getting more practice reps over on the left side will definitely help him. Uh, I certainly don't know if he's going to be uh, reach the highs that we saw him at the right tackle spot. Maybe we will, but I do think that it should at least be you know better than halfway between what we are used to seeing with him on the right side versus what we saw last week with him on the left side. And also, I think having Lyle Collins basically have a game back under his belt at right tackle will just help the overall offensive line. I thought he was good last week. I think he'll be even better this week. It's not like Atlanta's pass rush is 
all that great, but neither was Denver, and the Cowboys still got rocked. So who, That's who true. knows? Um, all right, let's uh, let's take a quick break, Lane, and we'll come back and we'll actually preview the Cowboys' offense against the Falcons' defense. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about McDonald's. This episode of the Lockdown Cowboys podcast is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family from the community can come together. A big thank you to all of our friends at McDonald's for always being there. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect and go get a sausage McGriddle. Uh, our McDonald's has been uh, being it's being fixed up, uh, remodeled a little bit on the inside, and I've been really bummed that I haven't been able to go get a sausage McGriddle lately. So extra salt, by the way. Extra no, salt. don't do it. Don't do it, guys. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's talk about the Cowboys' offense. Um, Dak Prescott did not play well last week. Do you expect him to play a better game against Atlanta this week? Yeah, I do. I mean, I think you know we talked about in the re- the tape review a lot of what Dak was doing was was bad footwork, and it just seemed like things weren't tight and clean in his process. I think another full week of practice off of the injury uh, will help clean that up. Um, you know, I don't know that this should have been expected that he would have been this kind of rusty. Uh, but I think that, you know, Dak with renewed focus and a, another week off of the uh, off of the uh, injury and another week in practice getting in sync with his rece- receivers, who also themselves are hopefully a little bit healthier as well. Uh, I think that's going to help him with the bounce back. I, you know, I trust Dak, uh, when, especially when he's upset with himself uh, to correct issues uh, when he when he has them week to week. Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. But one of the reasons I do think he's going to be even better this week is because I think the Cowboys are going to be able to run the ball. Uh, Grady Jarrett's a really good player up front. The Cowboys have Zach Martin, uh, Connor Williams. Do you think the Cowboys will have success running the ball in this one? I think they will. I mean, I think Atlanta's been you know shown that they can they can give up some yardage on on the ground yeah. for sure. Uh, they you know Atlanta's a very uh, especially now kind of like a top heavy team. You know, yeah. they have they have some superstars, some real guys that are playing really, really well, uh, you know, like probably five or six, seven, eight guys when, when you combine both sides of the football. Mm-hmm. But behind them, there is not a great middle class for the Atlanta Falcons. It's it's you know, it's top end guys and then some guys that are kind of rookies, younger players, yeah. players that don't have a lot of experience or at least a lot of good experience. Uh, so the Cowboys can find mismatches kind of all over that defense. Uh, and I think running the football is one spot where they should be able to make easy hay uh, without too much risk. And I think that that's likely what the Cowboys will do. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets in this game. I think Dallas is trying to run the ball because their linebackers have not been particularly good this season. Um, and I think they're going to like their matchups at, at wide receiver as well. Um, we talked to Aaron Freeman from uh, Locked on Falcons earlier this week. Uh, he said A.J. Terrell has been really good this year, probably yes. going to stay on the outside against Damari. It's just the other cornerback spots have been up and down. Um, your guy, Richie Grant, is actually playing slot corner for them. Uh, and you would think that would be a, a big advantage for CeeDee Lamb, who probably is going to play more slot in this game with Michael Gallup coming back. So I think the Cowboys should be able to have a lot of success in this game, whatever they try to do. Um, but as always, it'll be mental mistakes. It'll be tip passes. It'll be drop passes. If the Cowboys can avoid that kind of stuff, they should easily score 30 points in this one. I, I would almost be shocked if they did. 
there's no there's no excuse. I mean, you know, what I'm saying they they had a terrible game last week, so there's no complacency, you know, excuse here. I mean, not that that's an excuse in the first place, but you sure as heck shouldn't feel complacent after no. what you put on the field last week. So the Cowboys are the more talented team here, you know, yes. so they need to play like that and, and, and you know put this game away early and, and put this game out of reach. You know, if they, if they, if this game is still close at the end of the game, uh, either Atlanta's played out of their mind or Dallas continues to not play clean football and not, you know, take lead on the advantage that they have, which, you know, I, like yeah. I said, after last week, I would find it hard to believe that they do, they put out another stinker two weeks in a row. Yeah. And I think the offense without Randy Gregory, they're going to know they're going to have to score 30 points in this one because and we can talk about Matt Ryan. Now he's played really well over the last two months. Um, his pass ratings like over 106 since week three. Uh, the offense has clicked a little bit more. So without Randy Gregory creating pass rush, wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons score 24, 27 points. Dallas has to go into this game knowing that you're going to need to score 30-plus to win, and I think having that sense of urgency uh, is going to be a good thing. Uh, let's talk about the Cowboys' defense uh, against this Falcons' offense. How do they slow down Matt Ryan? Because I'm not sure who's going to be rushing the passer for the Cowboys on Sunday. Well, I think you know one of the good things that they uh, the Cowboys hopefully will take advantage is that they the Falcons are going to be without your guy Calvin Ridley, uh, who uh, is 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 not uh, playing for, for I, I think mental health issues. Which again, I just want to point out is, is fantastic. I, I think it's great that these players are able feeling comfortable enough to take the time off that they need. Lane Johnson did something similar. Uh, it's good that these guys are taking care of themselves a bit more. Uh, but, you know, fortunately for the Falcons, it kind of leads them in the lurch a little bit at, at the wide receiver position. They get Russell Gage back last week, uh, and he he had, a I think, a two-touchdown performance, which is great. He's a nice little slot player. But they don't have a ton on the outside. It's going to be a lot of working the middle, it feels like. And with run guys like yep. Yeah, with guys like Kyle Pitts, with Cordell Patterson, who is playing running back, but – uh, and, and and actually playing running back quite well, yeah. uh, but is obviously yeah. kind of that Ty Montgomery inside uh, outside receiver mm-hmm. right running back type player. So I think the Cowboys are going to need to do what they can to defend the middle of the field specifically because that is where Matt Ryan is going to be able to make a lot of hay. Yeah, and Kyle Pitts is unique. We talked about him so much on this yeah. podcast yeah. leading up to the draft, but what they can do with him putting on the outside or having him in the slot and running drag routes. He's just going to be really, really difficult to defend. And I'm curious to see how the Cowboys try to match up with him because he is a unicorn. Um, how do you think the battle between Matt Ryan and Dan Quinn plays out? Like, who do you think has the advantage here? I, you know, honestly, I don't know that they have very much advantage over each other at this point. I understand that, that Dan Quinn was the coach last year, but Dan Quinn's defense and his scheme has changed a lot since last year. And I mean, I think frankly, you can say the same about Matt Ryan. I mean, I think you could you could make the argument that Dan Quinn obviously knows Matt Ryan very well. He may know his tells and that sort of thing. But uh, you know, they've got a completely different offense this year with with everything that they brought in and and, and the new head coach. So uh, it's not going to be a level of familiarity that we are you know necessarily hoping for on either side. I think so. Uh, I think that there is some familiarity. Obviously, they they these guys know each other very well after having coached and played for uh, each other mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Um, but I think that the systems that each of them are running now are are, are quite different than they were the last time they faced yeah. each other. Who's more likely to have a big revenge game in this one, Matt Ryan or Demonte Casey or Keanu Neal? Like, if you had to pick one of these guys to just kind of 
to take over the game, which one are you picking? I mean, I think you know a, the a free safety versus a quarterback is not much of a. I mean, I think I think Ryan, you know, has a chance to, and I don't know if it's revenge. I mean, I guess I guess maybe revenge from last year's game, right? Is yeah, that that's what I was going with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Ryan is definitely going to come out ready to play. I, I, I think, think he's going to have a good day. I really do. I do too. I, I I don't doubt it. I think the Cowboys just need to keep it all in front of them. Uh, really, I think the big thing for the Cowboys defense. You know they're going to struggle to rush the passer, obviously because of all the losses they have. They'll they'll be able to generate some pressure. I think that you know because the, the Cowboys are pretty decent at that, whether it's through alignment or through blitzing. And and then in the you know the Falcons' offensive line has been pretty good, but not great. So I think yeah. that they will be able to make some hay there. And 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 again, I've been saying making hay a bunch. I must be like dealing with horses or something. I, I don't know. I, I think we got the Broncos know, think, stuck in our mind. That's right. The Broncos <laughs> are really really got in my head. Uh, I, I think that Ryan is surprisingly good at uh, manipulating a dirty pocket for yes, a guy yes. that of his play style and his age. Uh, but he, so he's not going to go down easily. So I think the real, the key thing here for the Cowboys defense is making sure they make tackles uh, yep. on, on when, once the, the ball does get caught or, or any, or if it gets run, I, the, the, the issue really is that, Ryan is going to want to be a point guard. You know, they're not going to be able to really probably get deep necessarily or, 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 you know, have a bunch of chunk plays you'd hope. So Ryan is definitely going to try to distribute the Kyle Pitts to Patterson. Those guys are obviously both great after the catch. So the Cowboys really, really need to make sure that they have cleaned up this tackling issue they had last week, because that's going to be key to stopping this offense. I will say this is a big game for Keanu Neal because I think he's going to play more snaps, now than he probably has at any point in the season because you know when Gregory had excuse me when yeah Gregory was out in week two and Parsons had to play more defensive end they still had Jalen Smith at the time and it was Jalen Van Dresch and Neal that were all rotating the snaps right and now that there's no Jalen it's really going to be up to Van Dresch and Neal to play all those linebacker snaps if Parsons is doing more pass rushing so it's going to be a big opportunity for him I'm curious to see uh, how he plays? Is he uh, is he aggressive? Does he make a couple big plays in this one? Uh, we shall see. All right, Landon. Yeah, go ahead. I also think I also think we're going to see an uptick in play from Wilson and Hooker because Curse will likely need to be playing more and more linebackers. So uh, so that looking for sense. an uptick of those guys to get some more snaps. Well, and let's be honest. I think against the Falcons, you want to be a little bit lighter on the field, anyways, because. They treat Cordero Patterson like a running back wide receiver combo, right? There's times yeah. where they split him out and it's just five receivers on the field. And then there's other times they can bring him back in. And now it's, you know, they're running the ball with him, you know, in a, in a wide zone. So I think you are going to want to have somebody like Curse on the field more for Leighton Van Der Esch or for Keanu Neal just to give you some more athleticism. So something to keep an eye on. Um, all right. Prediction time. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about Get Upside. Uh, our listeners are making up to 25 cents per gallon on every single gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't wait to pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e gift card. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, Landon, prediction time. Uh, my favorite part of the week. Who do you have and why? 
Uh, well, somebody's got to pick the Cowboys, so I'm picking the <laughs> Cowboys. Uh, I think the line's like nine points. That seems high, and and I would say the Cowboys win. Let's say thirty to twenty-four. Yeah, I think the Cowboys should put up thirty points in this game. There's really no reason not to. They the Falcons just don't have enough talent on their defense. Their best player. Um, might be Dante Fowler, and I don't believe he's going to come back in time for this game. Uh, Grady Jarrett, I think the Cowboys match up well with. And A.J. Terrell, a really good corner, but when you have three good receivers... Doesn't matter. I'm not sure it matters too much. And they've been they've been pretty you know banged up in the, in the secondary, in their safety room, and the linebackers aren't great. So the Cowboys should put up a bunch of points. I am a little bit worried about Dallas's defense. Matt Ryan seems like the type of quarterback that could have a big game in this one. So I'm picking the Falcons to pull off the upset late and let's say 33-30. Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys need to win. We get back to their winning ways. I know. I, that's what I said. We got, we got to pull out all the tricks, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, should be a fun game. We'll be back, I believe, what, Sunday night to do a, a recap of this game. Absolutely. Hopefully we're we'll talking here about the Cowboys victory, right? Yes. Uh, then we've got just an absolutely crazy stretch coming up over the next three weeks, right? We've got the game on Sunday in Kansas City against the Chiefs. We've got a Thursday night game against the Raiders. We've got a following Thursday night game against the Saints. It's going to be a, a busy, busy time if you're a Cowboys fan. So make sure you are downloading and listening to the Locked on Cowboys podcast. You can follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. Enjoy the game. We'll see you next time.